I would love to go first. You betcha. And this lie, again, it's just sitting down a little, makes judging the distance just that little bit more difficult. Seven iron. Be right. championship lore. Welcome to episode five of the Pin Seeker Pod. I'm Patrick. That's Jacob. Jacob, did you know that intro? Uh, Sean McKeel. Yes. One nice. of the all-time shots. And actually one that happened while I think we were five or six years old. So yep. I don't re- remember seeing it live, but it's been played in the lead up to this PGA Championship because it took place at Oak Hill. And Watching it back, it is one of the most impressive shots that I've ever seen. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about this more, but the 18th hole this week is ridiculous. And to do that under that kind of pressure for a guy who really had no business winning a major championship is one of the more impressive stories in, in this tournament's history. For those that don't know, Sean McKeel was a heavy underdog in the 2003 PGA Championship at Oak Hill. I believe the course played very difficult. I think his score was minus four, minus five to win. Yeah. And he is one ahead of his competitor on the 18th hole. He goes first, hits an eight iron from or a seven iron from 170 and hits it within literally two inches. It's tracking, almost goes in and closes the door to win this title. And Sean McKeel, that's his only major and his career, you know, kind of uh, represented by that major. But did you know he finished solo second at the 2006 PGA Championship? I did not know that, actually. I don't know much about him other than that one tournament. Tiger won it by like 300 at Medina, but he was solo (laughs) second. So not not a one time story, Sean McKeel. Yeah, if you look him up, they uh, call him a one-hit wonder, but <laughs> almost maybe I, not. See, fair, There's a lot of guys who fair. wouldn't be one-hit wonders if it wasn't for Tiger. Right. Well, I mean, he'd be what out of second major, two PGA championships. That's Justin yeah. Thomas. Yeah. Anyway, I am really excited for this week. We had some great golf this past weekend, but honestly, since Augusta... And Augusta just didn't quite deliver for either of us. So I am just stoked. I have such high expectations for this course just because of all we've heard, the renovations, how hard it's going to play. I've heard wing foot comps. I am so excited to watch this tournament. From everything I've seen, you know, I've, I've been doing the flyovers to psych me up, get an idea of what kind of course we're going to be looking at. And it is gorgeous. You got to hope the weather holds up. I don't see any reason why it won't. Maybe a little cold, but this tournament's been difficult. The renovation looks incredible, and we have like a full field major for the first time in a, in since St Andrews. And I just really wanted to deliver. 
Yeah, and I have so much more to say, and we will definitely get into that later on in the episode. Uh, for Very now, excited. I think let's just start off with the cut line, get into some stories this past week, and go from there. How's that sound? Sounds great. Let's do it. Okay, welcome to the cut line. Patches, you got a made cut for us this week? I do. I am going chalk for my made cut. Uh, So I was watching the Byron Nelson yesterday. Again, very sorry for the guys that we predicted were going to have good tournaments. Another tough week for the pin-seeking segment. Yeah, we we stink. Yeah, we do stink, but it's fine. We're bottoming out before major season. These are the big tournaments. This is exactly. what matters. No one cares about the Byron Nelson. Right here, so right now. I did, I did tweet with about eight holes to play, I want to say. We are pulling for Jason Day as a podcast, so he's going to lose. For sure. And I figured it was going to curse him because I tweeted on, on Thursday when Scotty made a few birdies to start, this tournament's over, <laughs> and then he immediately bogeyed two holes. It was just some curse going on ever since we started pin seeking. But nonetheless, Jason Day pulled through and I was rooting for him mostly because I had zero interest in watching any of the other guys win because it was kind of a combo of no names and Scotty Shuffler being a major favorite. And Day had this incredible story. We have talked about him a lot on the pod with this comeback, putting him in the category of Spieth and Fowler where there's so much time elapsed between wins. To hear what he went through, obviously, with his mother dying over a year ago and to get his first win in four or five years on Mother's Day, it was pretty cool to watch. It was awesome to watch. You know, Jason Day is one of the all-time good guys in the sport. And to see him come back, the thing that shocked me the most was when he was walking off the green and I saw his son, who I remember being like this little kid with long hair who I thought was his daughter like 10, 10 years ago. And now he's bigger than he's bigger than Jason day is now. It's unbelievable. I was like, who is that? And he's got four other kids now too. And his wife was there. The whole family on mother's day was really, really awesome. Yeah. And he is such a good guy. It is so easy to root for him. It's so good to see him back in the fold because he's so talented. He can hit the ball very straight. He's one of the best putters in the world when he's hot. And that's kind of what left him during some of these bad years. And there's something about seeing someone that has so much talent and is used to success struggling for as long as he did. It is so hard to come back from. And respect to getting his game in mm-hmm. shape, it's it's good to have him in these fields. It's good to have him in these events. And he's just another name that you can throw in. And I think that overall, the Byron Nelson for me was about as exciting as it could be. It's like Mexico a few weeks ago. You have the couple top names yeah. at, at the board, and they're all in contention, You know, albeit with some randoms in the mix. But that's just going to happen. And it was good to see him finally break through. I think that it says a lot that Maybe I'm the only one that thinks this, but I like Jason Day more now than I did 10 years ago. Not to say that I didn't like Jason Day, but to see a superstar go all the way down to the lows that he had, to those depths, say that he's going to quit withdrawing mid-tournaments, mid-majors. He was very quiet about his family issues, but they started to resurface the last couple years 
And now he's reworking his swing. Who knows if he's ever going to come back and to come back and win and win in the fashion that he did with that unbelievable iron shot on 18 to give Siwoo no chance of tying it. The fact that we're rooting for him so hard over guys like Scotty Scheffler, who are in contention, who are dominant, no names with other good stories. Sky Eckroat, who had never been in contention, had a good story. Marty Doe, this guy, this is his home course. That's a good story. He's never been in contention. And the fact that that all got overshadowed by everyone in the golf world pulling this guy up was really says something. Well, it's interesting. I was thinking about it too. And I said, you, I, we had this conversation prior to the Wells Fargo about can Jason Day win that big event? And my answer was no at the time, just because there had been that gap. But now that he's won this, I, he was always a streaky player. If you look back and see his, his record yeah, in totally. 15 when he won the PGA, I think he rattled off the BMW, the St. Jude just after that. I would not be surprised to see this guy stay at an elevated level for a little bit here. And I would welcome it. It'd be really, really cool. And I think now that that first win came off, there's this feeling internally for him that I, I belong again. I, I am a part of this. And I, you see him getting respect in the media among the favorites. And it's, it's so tough to win two weeks in a row. And I, I, I don't give him the best chance this week. But I'm saying that there are four or five huge tournaments coming up in the next eight to 10 weeks. And it would not shock me at all if Jason Day wins another one. I wouldn't be surprised at all to see him at least win one more. And for those of us that are in the golf community... The past few months, that's been the knock on him. You've touched upon it before where I brought Jason Day up last week, for instance, at Wells Fargo. And you said, well, he's not been in contention. Like, I would be shocked if he won. Were we shocked that he won maybe in this field? No, not necessarily. But in a bigger field, we would have been shocked to see him now go down in contention. His new swing held up in contention. And here he is winning. Why not? The guy, like you said, streaky, he can ride this flat stick to a major next week. Would anyone be shocked if he keeps it going this week? Not at all. Now that he's won. So anyway, that was a really, really cool story. Um, I and, and to do it on Mother's Day, it was it was just it was awesome and uh, pretty touching. So really happy for Jason. Yeah. And speaking of Mother's Day, in lieu of my missed or my made cut this week, I wanted to just bring upon some sports stories that had happened on Mother's Day, some really touching, some just notable things that happened in the sports world. Obviously, Jason Days is going to go down in history as one of the great after his mom died last year and to win on Mother's Day, his first tournament win in five years, unbelievably touching. Some of these other ones are equally as touching. In the NHL, in in 2014, Marty San Louis on the New York Rangers scored in Game 4. His mom died the night of Game 4. He missed Game 4. He played Game 5. And in Game 6, he scored the game-winning goal to send his team to Game 7. They won that series, eventually wound up losing, but scored the game-winning goal to open up that... Uh, 
I guess, three days after his mom died. And his dad said his mom would have been disappointed if he didn't play. Wow. That's that's, that's a, a good hockey one. guy for um, that's that's a really good one. Yeah. Yeah, that that's a pretty crazy one. Another one is uh, this one is I know that Philly, especially after yesterday, Philly sports are really down in the dumps. Not as not as great of a Mother's Day story, but one of the most notable things that's ever happened in the NBA was Kawhi Leonard's shot to sink the 76ers in the playoffs that bounced in and around the rim to give the Toronto Raptors, bring the Toronto Raptors to the NBA finals, which they eventually won. Sorry, Philadelphia. I hate to bring that up, but one of the most memorable things that's ever happened. (laughs) Shout out, Karsh. And uh, my number one favorite Mother's Day story that's ever happened was Dallas Braden of the Oakland A's. He's now their announcer. I think it was 2010. He pitched a perfect game on Mother's Day after his mother had died. You cannot make that stuff up. Sports just have a way of delivering things like this. And it was one of the most incredible stories ever. It's equally as impressive as Jason Day's. Um, yeah, sports, man. What can you say? The, that perfect game. What, have there been 18 of them? 16? Something incredibly small. In yeah, MLB's not a lot. <laughs> not a lot. 100-plus year history. Dallas Braden throws the ball like two miles an hour. And oh, he had no he business ever... pitching a perfect game. Yeah, that that one there there had to be some intervention going on. Well, thank you for the uh, sports history lesson. Shout out all the moms. Shout out the golf moms, the the hockey moms. Yep, all the moms. Happy Mother's Day to all of them out there. Absolutely. Um, okay, I am going to get into my miscut, and it has to do with, surprise, surprise, the other tour that was going on. We'll talk about this a little bit, but I think Liv delivered a bit over the weekend. They had major U.S. crowds, which was a first, an exciting leaderboard. Unfortunately, no one could watch. If you didn't know, there was a rain delay in Sunday's final round with DJ Cam Smith and Brandon Grace battling it out down the stretch when the CW, which for some reason is Liv's TV provider, like stay on YouTube. I tweeted this today. YouTube <laughs> is probably the future. It just got the NFL. Why are you going to the CW? Anyway, yeah, it makes no sense. It, it cut off. Just as the playoff was about to start or near the end of the round for network programming. So, you know, some DJ ended up winning, survived a triple bogey. I'm sure it was really exciting. None of us got to see it. I'm sure a lot of us didn't want to see it, but come on. Like, this is such a huge opportunity. You have a weak PGA Tour event. You have your guys in it, like the guys that you threw so much money at, the names, the actual studs that play for the first time all year. And this happens. I mean, it's just shooting yourself in the foot. How do, how do you, how does that happen? I don't know how that happens. I, I think that they did a lot of things wrong this week that could have been right. I saw a few fan videos from the win. If it, if it makes anyone out there who couldn't see it better, it looked like a really tame playoff victory. 
he he barely celebrated uh i i don't know how many fans like stayed along after the the rain delay it it wasn't the most incredible thing i've ever seen plus i think that that was like the easiest hole in in tournament golf history they just kept like yeah, all of them birdied to make the playoff and then he dj birdied again to win the playoff it's yeah we can talk about the course too yeah, that's, that's I mean, I saw some pictures of, of the the tee boxes. Go ahead, it looked horrible. Yeah, so actually, um, I don't know if he was the superintendent of the course or head of grounds there, but obviously the course was getting a lot of shtick for all of the things that were going on. Right, um, brown fairways, brown tee boxes, some of the edge of the greens were all brown, just no grass. Apparently, it's it had to do with the winter, so they weren't basically the winter wasn't cold enough, and things just never weren't able to grow correctly. And he said that it's not fair that everyone just believes that it's because the course is bad. And really, the problem was <laughs> that Live Golf chose to have an event in Tulsa in May. And knew the what could possibly happen when you choose to have an event there on a course that's built like that with those kinds of grasses. So tough they, luck. Yeah, I mean, it's just I know I know some of the people that are making the decisions, but boy, have they been handed a couple golden opportunities here, and it just it. it it well, this was the leaderboard we had been talking about that they needed. There are two right. marquee players. They're, it was basically their two marquee players, DJ and Cam Smith, dueling it out at the end. I know Brandon Grace was there too, but he's a relatively decent name. They had a few. Yeah, Brooks wasn't first too far event. back, and yeah, and and they and they still somehow didn't get it right. But yeah, I I mean, eventually you got to think that they'll they'll figure it out. Yeah, I mean, I I think one of the things that I one of the things that I realized. So we've been complaining a little bit about the favorites in the PGA Tour events winning, and I think that's because Live has taken a big bite out of the middle class of the PGA Tour fields. So you end up getting these days where you have the favorites battling it down with some no names and i'm talking not the designated events the uh the middle events like we saw it in mexico we saw it this week and it's just so hard for the austin Eckroats and marty does of the world to win and you you kind of end up by default having a tony finau in mexico a jason day yesterday and great story but he was by no means the longest of shots i think he was the third favorite going into the week so I think that that is one of the byproducts that we kind of haven't talked about a ton. And really, I see it continuing to move forward here in these events, the, the rocket mortgages of the world, um, as we move forward into the summer where you're going to have sort of the, the longest of long shots battle against the class of the field and ultimately see more favorites winning. Yeah, I think that's a great point that the, these fields are watered down, right? And sure. you're going to get when, like you said, when it's I, I play this game all the time when I think of two guys, when 
if you have got two people down the stretch, are you taking Scotty Scheffler or Marty Doe? I mean, at the end of the day, Ooh, neither of them to think about that. that one. But it's it's true. And you're not getting, you know, who would have been playing this week probably. I know DJ used to play the week before the major. Um, you're going to get like Neiman, maybe a Vance, uh, you know, three or four of those guys who probably would have been right up there or had a good chance at least that aren't there. We'll see. I, I'm intrigued by Liv's prospects in this major because I think that they put on, obviously they put on a great show at Augusta and I'm slightly worried that that won't happen. Maybe worried is the uh, wrong word, but yeah, I think we'll, that... we'll talk about this. It's, it's a fascinating conversation and I, I tend to lean that opinion as well, but I, I mean, it's a lot of those guys are playing well and it's a very interesting conversation to have. So, uh, one more thing on live here, this tweet came across my feed and I don't, it kind of deserves its own segment, but I'm going to bring it up here. Um, I just, I don't, I don't know who this guy is, so I'll forget his name, but it, it got a ton of follows and, and likes and replies. It says one thing I'm noticing on today's coverage of Dallas PGA tour, they are showing far more shots than in the past. This is a total copy of the live telecast which shows many more shots than typical golf. So the tour is copying live with guaranteed money. So the TV coverage is copying live. This is not allowed. So a lot there, poor grammar. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. I see the point though. I, I do. I see the point that they are probably, well, so the, the copying thing is a little bizarre not allowed yeah, yeah, yeah. to that's, show that's, show more shots yeah yeah that that got me but it is i i brought it up because it's kind of interesting i think that the the live format i don't love it but it allows for you to see more of what's going on and i think the pga tour especially in these down weeks will just go to commercial go to commercial go to commercial and they can't get away mm-hmm. with that anymore mm-hmm. so we've always said this is going to be a copycat thing and it's just going to evolve into hopefully the best product so kind of in my mind that's where it's yeah it's it's good for the spectator for sure that's been one of our number one complaints as fans is that whenever you know it it's not just cbs nbc does it too they're a little bit better but cbs especially will just show the final group final two groups it's not and that is a legitimate problem it's what whatever the playing through or whatever that that doesn't do anything for me i can't see what they're playing in the little corner it doesn't do anything for me and they need they need to have some innovation and if that's going to be because live is showing all of these shots great is that the reason that cbs is doing it i highly doubt it but who knows all I all I care about is that I do get to see more shots, and I think that the major this week will probably be more of a true test on that. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, big opportunity. Uh, also, shout out my boy Catalan, just killing it again. This is a huge month for him. He delivered no <laughs> Immelman by his side too. It was just uh, he did. He was good. He was good. He was great per usual. Yeah, he rocked absolutely it. killing it. And he's going to be, you know, he's not going to be the main dog this week because we're bringing back Nance, whatever. He got to go on his vacation, but Catalan's doing the dirty work. In the meantime, He'll be so. there. 
He'll be there for sure. Yeah, he'll be there. He'll be he'll get 14, 15 for sure. Love that. Love that. I can't wait any longer. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Let's talk about the PGA championship. Okay. Welcome to the Pin Seeker Pods first major championship preview. This week is the fourth major the fourth best major in a lot of our eyes. But nonetheless, we are very, very excited for major championship we'll take golf. It. The P- yeah, we'll take it. The PGA Championship returns to Oak Hill in Rochester, New York. The last time this was hosted was 2013 and then 2003 before that. The champion in 2013 was Jason Duffner. He won his first major championship then, has not done so well since. This course is a par 70, just under 7,400 yards. You're going to get four par threes, all pretty tough. Two par fives, which are going to be amongst the easiest holes on the course. But as far as par Still fives tough. go, not that easy. Not I believe are they, they are neither at, in this day and age, but Maybe you're not going to get a good you're not going to get a good eagle look, right? They might be reachable, but you're going to be chipping or a long putt. Right. We've got some big greens. The story this week, for the most part, is going to be the renovation. You're going to hear a lot of people, including us, talk about the 2013 because that's the closest thing that we can get. And in golf, we want something to base our decisions off of. And we look to the past for that often to make decisions about the future. So you're going to hear a lot about the 2013 PGA. Unfortunately, the course is going to look extremely, or actually fortunately for a lot of people, this course is going to look extremely different. A lot of people did not like the old Oak Hill. This includes Jack Nicholas, who said that they changed it in, I believe, the 70s to make it more US Open-y. It was too easy. Someone broke the scoring record at a PGA or US Open there a long time ago, so they completely renovated the course made it more difficult, and ruined a lot of the features. One of the most notable features was every single hole lined with huge oak trees. A lot of those, most of those actually, completely removed. So it's going to look more expansive and open, and you're going to have bunkers that are brought in closer to the fairways. Those are going to be a lot of the hazard. The length is going to be a lot of the hazard. And the around the green is going to be a lot of what makes this course tough. So, big greens, Donald Ross design. I believe his name is Andrew Green, was brought in in 2018 to do the restoration and renovation. It's going to look more like the course that was supposed to look like in the beginning. What that necessarily means for the difficulty, I'm not entirely sure, but I can tell you that it will be really, really nice to look at. You I'm excited. That. that was that was great. I mean, Thank I you. I came in with two sentences on the course, and you covered that and much more. So thank you for enlightening the listeners. Yeah, I am so excited for this course. Um, I have high expectations for it. I think it's going to play hard. I've heard winged foot. Comps, I hope so. And. I feel that a lot of times there are expectations like that. They fail to deliver, but I'm having a tough time seeing how guys are going to tear up this course. There may be one, 
when the players are this good, that can happen. Mm-hmm. But I'm just really excited to watch it. I think that there's a lot. You're you're just gonna have to find a guy that's playing really well. Four days, uh, obviously, it's a major, but it, it's just it seems like they've done a lot of good to the course itself. And I, you know, I remember liking it before, and maybe maybe not. I I only really was alive and aware for 2013. But I I like to the tournament. I like courses that play a little bit harder, um, mm-hmm. just because the birdie fest and majors aren't as fun. So, looking forward to it. Yeah, and the PGA has been on sort of a swing the last few years, where where they're taking like U.S. Open level courses and not you know destroying the shit out of it and making it borderline unplayable just for the sake of making it hard, right? So I think you can probably assume it's going to be like low single digit or high single digits right eight to ten under right probably something around yeah. there and it's going to be it's going to be really difficult the people who drive the ball really well are going to have an advantage it's a major championship you can kind of think i've heard more in my mind beth page than winged foot okay. that's more that's more where i'm going with because it's going to be like Wingfoot almost played like a bomb and gouge, right? Where you just hit it as far as you can because the rough is so hard that no one's hitting the fairways. So you might as well have right. a sand wedge or a pitching wedge as opposed to an eight iron or a nine iron. I don't think that's going to be the case here. The rough isn't going to be that gnarly, but it's going to be a brutal driving course. Fairway bunkers line everything and the chipping and around the green games are tough and even though this, you know, the length of this course hasn't changed much. But if you do look at that 2013 leaderboard, Duffner is not a huge hitter. And a lot of those guys on the top of that leaderboard are not long hitters. And Zach Johnson it was, was ball there. striking. Uh, it was yep. all it's, it's the people that are ball striking and it's have hitting at the pretty straightest. good short games. Right. Yeah. Although I don't Adam expect Scott that to change that, that leaderboard. Much. Yeah, yeah. Distance putting. Adam Scott, three, three putt avoidance. So there's two footers oh that matter. Yeah, right. <laughs> Got to make those to win a major. Got to make those. So we thought that we would do our PGA preview a little bit different, right? We're we're not going to just go and pin seek. Well, that is kind of all that we're going to be doing, actually. But we're going to try to touch on all of the players that are playing this week in some regard. You know what? And make it a little bit of a game. We're giving pin seeking a much needed break for this week only just because of how appalling it's been the last couple weeks so i think that this week we'll we'll call it something else and i think we're we're gonna do this for the majors just because it's you you don't want to leave any stone unturned you want to talk about all these guys and i i think that we're we're really giving it or doing it a justice by running through the field in this comprehensive way. So we have come up with a few categories where Jacob and I are going to talk about some of the guys in it, who we like, who's set up well to win. Um, and, and really our goal here is to, to just touch on everyone. Right. And these categories are not by any means just a straight mold. Right. So a lot of guys will fit into multiple categories by the name, but we tried to group people out to give it, I guess, kind of like the best competitive edge. Right. So 
people want to be grouped together and we're going to, you know, choose people out of this group. We don't want to have Zach Johnson and Dustin Johnson in the same group. I don't know. That'd be a fun one. Like the Johnson comparison. It would be pretty easy. Whoever gets Dustin Johnson. All right. Well, without further ado, let's get into it. And the first category that we're going to discuss, they're the Hall of Famers. These guys are playing the best golf, have the major pedigree, have won majors, are probably the most likely to win this week. Look, there's going to be some subjects to debate, but we've narrowed it down into six or seven guys that we're going to talk about here, and I'm going to run through them now. Obviously, the big two, Scotty Scheffler, John Rahm. You're going to put Rory McIlroy in there. DJ and Kepka, two live guys that are playing very well and have a very big major pedigree. And then we'll finish it off with the two buddies, Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas. Jacob, among these guys, who do you like to perform this week? Give me Scheffler. I oh. like Scotty just because I I don't I don't see Rom winning him. back to you back. You stole my line. Scheffler Scheffler's gonna win this thing. Yeah, no, we know who's gonna win it. He's not in this category. But I wouldn't be surprised. What what marvels me about Scotty is that how he continues to finish in the bottom of the barrel every week in putting on the PGA tour and finishes fifth. How on earth the guy missed putts from inside six feet. I probably five times on Sunday and shot a 65 or whatever it was. His unbelievable short game outside of those putts is so impressive to watch. I, yeah, I don't, the, the, the zip ball that he hits where it just stops yeah. on a dime. He can control so where cool. that ball stops is going to be so beneficial this week. I cannot overstate how having that in your back pocket at a major will help you win to get up and down. And you talked about it being a big thing. Rom is super creative. It's hard to say, make an argument for one over the other, but I'm with you. Like Scotty also down the stretch, there are a few holes where you can fade the ball in there. And his yeah, his right. ball flight point. and and Rom's will too. So like these guys, I they're in my mind they're in a class of their own, and it's potato mm-hmm. potato. But I'm going Scotty because of the emotional toll thing, and I think that it's sort of gonna be fun to see them battle. And he's just you know he's been knocking on the door since Augusta. I'm sure he needs to scratch that itch. I I think he's gonna come out and I I would you know he he is probably the most likely guy to win this golf tournament. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. Is, is he the odds on favorite or is Rom? I bet Rom is slightly, there, but it's it, probably it very depends. Close. It depends. Yeah. Some of so, them have Scotty. Some of them have Rom. Right. So it is, it truly is six of one half dozen of the other. And in golf, it's the only sport where we consider winning as something bad for the next time. Right. It's unlike any other sport. It's it's harder for me to believe that Rom goes on a major streak than it is for Scheffler to bounce back and reclaim that number one spot. And for that reason and that reason only, I'm I'm taking Scotty on this list. All of the and other guys it, on this list are good, but not nearly as good as those two. No, not so. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. And Scotty, I 
just going to say it. He, I, I, I really think I, he has a good chance because we've talked about his floor. Like it is so high. He can yeah. have an off day. And if the, it's like gets it's high, worst, worst case, he's going to be 15th. Right. That's if he plays so awful. It, it, and the way he's playing right now, just the, the way that he can move the ball and his creativity around the greens. I know he's he's really good down in Texas, but it, but it is a course that fits him. You know, you you have to be straight, but you have to be or you have to be long, but you have to be accurate. And when he's at his best, that's what he is. So it's it, to me like when you have a guy playing that well and that's knocking on the door, I'm always going to gravitate towards that before I choose somebody that's won before. And you you kind of exemplified that perfectly. Um, any of these other guys, are you given a chance this week? Um, yeah, I mean, these guys have a chance, but it's almost like we should have just put Scheffler and Rahm in one and then everyone else in one. Spieth is so, injured, by the way. I know. Spieth has the, is he going to play? Probably. So right? he, he got, Colt, Colt Nost went out on a podcast and said that Spieth is traveling to Rochester, but wouldn't say whether he would confirm whether or not he's going to play. I think he has an injury. And and this was announced last Tuesday when he pulled out of the, the yeah. Byron. He He's not 100% healthy. And I, I tweeted this today. It's like, how, how can you stake anything on a guy like that, right? No, 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 I, I wouldn't go near him with the 10-foot pole right now. I, I would be, I wouldn't really probably play him if it was healthy. I wouldn't probably pick him. Okay. And you you can't, especially because we grouped him with these guys. I I have, I guess DJ would, would pique my interest a little bit. The win last week means nothing to me. Zero. I, I I mean I I he played here in 2013. He played very well here in 2013. I think that if his driver is relatively okay, he at the end of the day he's Dustin Johnson. And I'm gonna go back to my Beth page here, my Beth page, you know, course comp. DJ and Kepka were one two in that tournament by a long shot. It's just like the Bash brothers. They're gonna hit the ball the farthest probably. They both fade the ball. That's going to work well here. If they're, if if it does come to fruition that the driver is the most important part, then I, I actually like both of those two a fair bit. Yeah, so Brooks intrigues me. I'm not going to lie, but there's something intangible that'll hold me back from really endorsing him as as a chance. And I, and I think that it has to do with what happened at Augusta. He's playing so much better based on his results at the Live Tour, which mean very little to me, but at least he's not, you know, T40, right? So his game is in a much better place. He's healthier. He has the pedigree. I think that there has been too much time in between when people were scared of him and now, and he's in his head about it. Like... There was, I went back and forth at Augusta, whether this guy's the stone cold closer that he, you know, he used to be, and I never really bought in. And that's easy to say in hindsight, you're going against Rom. It is a very tough task, but it, it, it seemed like he ran out of gas and he could be playing very well this week, but I'm a little worried about the live guys in general, just because the expectations that 
we've set. And I, you know, we'll talk about that when we get into the categories with them. But I think that Brooks fits the course well, has two PGAs, should play okay at a course like this. I don't believe that he can get it done. Okay. So just I I don't I don't disagree there. I think that if I had to choose between those two, I would choose Brooks. Um Me too. not really anything in particular other than the fact that he could come out and be the stone cold killer. I I don't necessarily think that he will, but I think he could. And I'm going to give him the edge in that battle. Can we talk really, about JT for a second? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the defending champ, JT. I, I don't love his game. I, I don't, I'm not actually giving him... I'm, I'm going to make it short. I, I'm not giving him much of a chance. So I'm not either because of the way his game is played. But I will say this. The PGA Championship has shown a very unique history to produce back-to-back winners, much more so than other majors. I don't know why. It could be completely random. Not a lot of people are talking about JT this week. It's not like yeah, he puts together world-beating status and then and goes on streaks. Like His wins, they're kind of... They just come when he puts it together because his ceiling is so high. So... I'm not going to endorse him, and it's really hard for me to do that on a weekly basis, just because I see such a you know inconsistent product. But this this weird thing, you know, like Tiger did it, um, Brooks. I'm missing anyone. Anyway, that's three since 2000, which is pretty crazy when you think about it. So, I yeah, it's I don't love I don't love his chances at a course like this, but you know. Be careful. He's got two. You could you could have said the same about honestly the other two. I liked him last year because of the wind, but it it feels like you know he's already been complaining about the weather, about how cold it is. He liked ah, the yeah. course. No chance. He's just he's just really not a very good putter, to be honest, and and that is what separates him. If it's a course where he's he has a lot of wedges then i like him a lot better on a course where driving distance and accuracy makes the biggest difference he's won at quail hollow which i you'd think would be a relatively similar setup but right it was that was also a long time ago now he's he's not the same player he doesn't have the same confidence and i i i don't buy it this week for him all right with that i think we should move on to the second category that we put together here. And these are, whoa, other whoa, guys whoa. In- oh, you're giving, a, you're giving oh, a lot of God. disrespect. Missed- oh, should I we just not him. talk Sorry. about him? Sorry. I don't, I, we've talked about him so much. He's not going to yeah, win. Fine. We don't have to talk about him. Everyone's not going to win. Let's get everyone on the bandwagon that Rory McElroy will not win. He'll probably miss None? the cut. Miss cut. Are I- we taking Rory for miss cut? I think I think Rory's going to miss the cut this week. Okay, deal. Let's do it. There's zero chance that Rory McIlroy wins this tournament. I look my my eyes went right wow. over. Wow, that's a clip. We're clipping that. I'll see you next week. Okay. You heard it here first. Yeah, let's move 0% on. I, you know what? I said it. I said it. I don't. I don't regret it. We're moving on. We're we're already on to the major winners. He's okay, a major. Hold winner, on. Too. He's just before, in the wrong category. Before we move on. Um, I'll give you I'll give you first pick. You're taking Shuffler. Oh yeah. Sorry. Thank you. I'm taking Shuffler. 
I'm picking him in okay. our one and done. Oh, nice. Well, you know who I'm going to pick then. Oh, yeah. Cam. Maybe. I might pick uh, Cam. Okay. Um, I'll take... You just have take... to take Rob. I'll take Brooks. Oh, stop it. That's hilarious. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love it. All right, you get you get the next two first picks because you're so generous for giving me that. Deal. You left Rom on the board for Brooks. Nice <laughs> deal. Great, I love great it. Call. All right, all right. The next category we have here is going to be the major winner category. This is kind of you know it's not the next best, but you're getting people who have won a major before who could theoretically play a role in this championship. I'm going to start with last week's winner and amazing storyline, Jason Day. We talked about him a little bit. I don't think we we have much more to say there. He very easily could win. Colin Morikawa, former PGA champion, two-time major winner, has not performed well in a, really a couple of years now. Missed cut last time out at Wells Fargo. How many putting grips has he had in the last month? Morikawa? I think three. I think he's. Yeah, he probably, I think he's put three different ways. He's yeah. like Sergio. He puts like one way from farther away, and then gets close and does it a different way, and then closes his eyes and hopes for the best. Continue. Next up, we have Keegan Bradley, another former PGA champion from the Northeast. Plays well in these colder weather. Plays very well on Donald Ross designs and teed 19 here a decade ago. A lot of noise I on Keegan love this week. Keegan, Bradley. yeah, you and a lot of other people love Keegan this week. That's not a good recipe. Just saying. MC. At the, at the end of the day, he's Keegan Bradley. All right. Justin Rose, a tied 33rd here in 2013. He played here that was just a couple months after uh his major victory at marion and he's had a nice good he's had a good season i i got nothing bad to say about rosie i don't see him getting it too long here, but yeah probably not long. his style anymore next up bryson dechambeau the first live golfer in this category played okay last week for bryson he so golf digest came out with an article about him that he's playing better, feels better, healthier, putting some results together. I think he'll miss the cut by a billion. But yeah. Kind of more speaking with my heart there. It's impossible to know how he's going to perform. But I, I mean, like you said, the wing foot thing wasn't legit. If he's actually... No, it, it has not, some merit, but... But it's not. if it's not bomb and gouge, it has to be bomb and gouge for him to have any chance. He's not going to win. No. It would be an all-time incredible story if he won. And I'm really I, hoping that that does not happen. I would be miserable. Yeah. It would be awful for golf. Yeah. Next up, the last uh, last time out we saw him, or maybe it wasn't even the last time out, but right after the Masters, Matty Fitzpatrick pulled out RBC Heritage. Last year's US Open winner. You'd like to say that this isn't a good course for him, but well, why not? I it might be, yeah. I don't know. The, it feels the, like it's. 
I've heard country club. Yeah, why not? I I love Fitzy this week, and nobody's talking about him. He hits it well. PJ last week too. He hits it far now. Um, He added a ton of gonna be the short game is not a problem anymore. It's just gonna be like, is he is he hitting the irons? Really, that that's what it's gonna come down to. Is is he hitting the irons? Because the the par seventy part isn't going to bother him. I think that actually no. probably suits him a bit better. What was country honest. club? Wasn't country club seventy? So seventy one seventy. Yeah, U.S. Open. You are usually seventy. So I probably was. I I love Fitzy and don't understand why he's not getting more love this week. I I just think people don't love picking Fitzy. I I you know what I mean because he is he. He doesn't have this the or he even though he does have the ceiling of these other guys, his floor is a little bit lower than right. Than some that of makes sense. Too. Another fellow Ryder Cupper, Shane Lowry, the former Open champ at Port Rush, is in his eleventh PGA. He tied for fifty seventh here in twenty thirteen. His best finish at the PGA was fourth, and the world number twenty seven. These kind of conditions actually might suit him, especially if the weather is a little iffy. I give Shane Lowry less than 0% chance of winning this tournament. Get out of here. Nope. I mean, what I I don't I don't think he's going to win, but less than see, 0. I can, just, I, I can say What if it becomes a chipping fest? Uh, yeah. I I mean, it just w- w- I think I'm so jaded by how favored he was at RBC to make the cut by one. Yeah, I think that's Shane the worst Lowry thing is, to do in golf. But he's often put in these conversation where he's supposed to be this. Look, he, he he's a good ball striker. Actually, if you go back to what you were saying earlier about it not needing to be as long, um, yeah, yeah, okay, I give him a bit better chance than Rory. <laughs> better chance than Rory. You heard it here first. Wow, how the tables turn. So I, I mean apparently this is the greens are bent grass too, right? And yes. Take this take this for what you will. Shane Lowry has slightly better splits on bent grass. I don't think Good that's saying him. much. Yeah. Still misses three footers. Speaking of missing three footers, next up is Adam Scott. A fifth place in 2013 has played pretty well the last two weeks on the PGA Tour, other than a few short misses. Jacob, I am. Addicted. I don't know. I kind of like Adam Scott. I am addicted to Adam Scott at majors. It yeah, never works. I kind of like Adam Scott. I, I, I literally, oh. he's on my list. He is one of my favorite. He's yeah. a longer shot. I had him I'm at the so Masters. Addicted. Oh, I have him at the Masters every year. Yeah, and then I'm just like, oh, and then I see him at these other tournaments. I'm like, oh yeah, need to need to back him this week. Another, I'm addicted to Adam Scott at majors. All right, all right, fine, fine, fine. I get it. No, I love him. I, I he's, he's you love him. him, love him. Another guy who really just cannot putt. Hideki Matsuyama, former Masters champion, actually played here in 2013. Played pretty well, top 20. Not he played pretty again, well last week actually. Incons- he did. He's too inconsistent for me. He just I he's like so random. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it just you you'd think that he has the type of ball striking to compete at a par 70 like this where you're going to need to be hitting the ball very 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 well. What worries me is he will miss 
short putts. And you're going to need to capitalize on those seven, eight, ten footers when you have birdie chances because they're going to be few and far between. He's the short game is a bit of a concern. Yeah, agreed. Okay, Patrick Reed. We're gonna talk. We're gonna have a whole other segment about him on a on a later podcast because I can go into why I love Patrick Reed. Love Patrick Reed. Yeah, let's not let's this save week, that. Though. Not this week. Uh, yeah, no, I I don't have much to say on Patrick Reed. I, I I don't I don't I don't like him very much this week. I don't know how he's been playing. Top five at the Masters. Yes, he did, but that Augusta is an anomaly for me. Agreed. Uh, okay, and rounding it up is St. Andrews, last full field majors champion, Cam Smith. What do we think about Cam? You know, he's got the boom potential. It's Cam, at an event like this, right, where he puts himself out of position a little too much for my liking. His Great. results were not there at Southern Hills in the country club, but where you can just short game, get hot, putt around. Like Augusta, the rough isn't horrible. TPC Sawgrass, not bad. Agreed. He wins these tournaments where the, the trouble is different. It, it exists in a different way. So for me, Cam, like, Live or no live, you know, he, he hasn't put a time. He had this good result, but he hasn't, he's said as much that he hasn't really been playing too well. I, I just, I find it tough to back him this week. At at the end of the day, the strongest thing about his game is he has the best short game in the world. And right. I'm not even sure it's really that close. At a course like this, where theoretically everyone is going to be missing greens, that suits him very, very well. That's, a that's great my point. case. That's my case for him this week. Yeah, and if you think about it that way, it won't matter if he's getting out of position so much because he's putting himself near opportunities to succeed, and then he's going to roll a bunch of putts in, assuming he does what he usually does. Um, yeah, it's it that formula gets it done in a lot of majors. It does, but I'm which is why he's played skeptical. well in majors before. Absolutely. So, all right, that's that's it for the majors. Um, I'm gonna go first. Give me Morikawa. Oh my god, take him, Fitzy. You want? Oh yeah, I'll take Fitzy. I and and on the record, I love Adam Scott and Keegan Bradley as long shots. Yeah, totally. I like both of them. I was Keegs. between probably Morikawa and Smith. Yeah, I, this this one works I out for us. I couldn't go live live off the back. That'd be brutal rooting for. Yeah, <laughs> especially given their chances. Um, yeah. Okay, so this one we won't go in depth on every single one of these names, but they are guys that are playing well on tour and don't have majors. So they've these guys have won tournaments or come close in a few of them their cases, um, kind of the best of the rest <laughs> here that we haven't talked about. And I'm going to run through the names real quickly and then have you give me two or three guys that you're really interested in talking about. Great. These guys would be Sam Burns, Patrick Cantlay, Wyndham Clark, Corey Connors, Harris English. What is he doing here? 
Tony Finau, Sorry. Xander, Tyrrell Hatton, Max Homa, Victor Hovland, Sung J M, Siwoo Kim, Sahith Thigala, Tom Kim, Kurt Kitayama, and Cam Young. There are a few guys that I'm really interested in talking about, but I'll let you go first. Well, even though I put Harris English on this list, I'm not interested in talking about him. Me neither. Okay. I think I think that we should talk about Burns, Cantley, Xander, and my my champion, Cameron Young. Absolutely. Who I, we all know I, that that's going to happen. I think that Homa and Hovland and M deserve to be in the conversation as well. But yeah, we can sh- we sh- can keep it brief. For sure. Tell me about Cam we, Young, we can, Jacob. We can keep it. I mean, Cam Young's going to win. What else do you want me to tell you? I, I, I'm i on board with this fully. And you you just gave me the first pick so you could get the next two and you get Cam Young here. You, that's what happened. I see why he gave me. Chestnut checkers, my friend. Chestnut checkers. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, so, I love okay. Cam Young. Yeah. The driver, the driver is the biggest weapon. The short game worries me. I've seen him chip. Absolutely. I've seen him chip okay in major championships. Bunker play worries me a little bit. Um, I know that he's not amazing out of the bunkers, and that could be key here. The bunkers are tough. I'm going to bank on the fact that he is longer than everybody else. If he hits fairways at all this week, or even if the rough just isn't awful, he's going to have a huge advantage. Because he is far, he hits the ball farther than everyone. Sans Rory McIlroy. So some of these fairway bunkers, he's going to be able to blast over. It's a it's a really big advantage. And they're not going to be in play for him, and he will be one of a couple guys where that's the case. And that is a major major advantage when you miss one or two and you take bogey out of play. There are things that worry me, but. Again, I'm looking at Northeast, right? Totally. Where is there a better spot for for Cam Young to break through? I couldn't. I couldn't agree more. I, I, we've we've touched on this for weeks. He's my pick to win, and that isn't good for him. Probably. I'm gonna hold Another off guy, on my pick. Yeah. But okay, cool. Let's, but um, I, I like Cam a lot. Yeah, let's uh let's talk about you know the next guy, the next tier of guys under you know the Hall of Famers, right? So so let's go Cantlay really quick and then we'll do Xander Finau. Cantlay has a ton of success on bent grass greens. If you look at his last 10 to 15 tournaments on bent really? grass, I think I think there are four or five wins. A ton of top tens, very few poor results. I'm sorry I don't have the stats in front of me, but I know this is a thing and it worries me a little bit because I have no interest in watching him down the stretch. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, it. it he plays well at courses like this. I think that... He doesn't play well in majors. He doesn't play well in majors. That's it. And that's why I have no interest in him this week. Great. Love that. Okay, um, Xander Shoffley, theoretically, probably a pretty good course for him. I don't know how I feel about him. I, I think I 
probably like Homa and Cantlay better. But Xander played pretty well last time he was out. Xander's my winner. I think he breaks for through. real. For real. For real. For real. For real. I would be happy for him. I don't. I don't mind it. I, what's your, what's I your think, rationale? I think it's time. So Xander. Xander does a lot of things well at a course like this. I am banking on it playing hard. He's turned the corner, but he hasn't won this year. He's put together a good string of results. He performs really well in majors. He just collects top 20s. He just doesn't win that. Yeah. And it's like the the argument that I've used for so many other guys is when you're around enough, things are going to go your way. And for one reason or another, I think that this is the week that things go his way. Um, I'm a little bit worried that he puts if he, I went back and looked at a couple of his majors and he'll he'll just like have these uninspiring rounds that take him out of contention. And at mm-hmm. the Wells Fargo, we kind of saw this on Sunday where he just like has Wyndham Clark stare him down and he just kind of there's no firepower. There's nothing. But by that argument, boring can be good and boring can win majors. And I think at a week where it plays a lot harder than most weeks in a field that is large, but not as big as a, not as competitive as a designated event. I really like Xander and I like him more than the JTs that we've talked about. The Cantlay who just doesn't perform at a major, the Homa whose game has been in the gutter. And you know, it's, it's me getting a little interesting with my play and kind of just not wanting to ride Cam Young with you. Although I will be very happy guy if he wins and it's kind of my second pick. I, I think this is the week Xander breaks through. Let's quickly touch on Homa. You said his his game's in the gutter. It it's not great, but he was okay at Wells Fargo. Yeah, I guess he just had some uninspiring results before then. Theoretically, this this course is okay. He's sneaky long. Yeah, he's off of Bermuda now too. So right, he yeah, puts better on that stuff. Yeah. Poa is his thing, though. We guess we could just save him for next major. That that's most likely right. what I'll do. And that's what I'm doing too. I I'd like to see him have some success this week. I don't have a strong opinion one way or another, to be honest with you. Yeah, I like some of these other guys better, including right uh, the name I have written down right next to him, Terrell Hatton, who's been playing par seventies great forever, tough courses great forever, has been probably the best form maybe in the world other than Ron playing a ton and he's been playing everywhere. I, I really, really like Ty Hatton this week and I don't think I'm alone. Yeah. That's, uh, you're not going to get the endorsement from me because something really sounds odd about Terrell Hatton winning a major, but you know, he, he was leading at the, the Wells Fargo played well this last week. I think, you know, just based off of recent form, you get him off Bermuda. That scares me a little bit. That's a good point. That's a good point. I and and it is it is a little worrisome, but just his ball striking has been so good, and yeah. the fact that he he actually isn't one of these bad putters, he's really good on Bermuda grass, but he's not a bad putter. And in a major championship, if you knock in from ten feet and in, then you're going to be just fine. Look, we've talked about Victor Hovland a lot. And I think that I'm not going to back him, but because his ball striking has been so good, 
it would not surprise me. You can talk about all these guys. They're all really good golfers. Theoretically, he does a lot of things that will play well here. The short game is so inconsistent that it just, you won't catch me on him this week. Yeah, it, it there's going to be a week sometime probably where his ball striking is just so good that no one can compete and he doesn't chip at all. Right. So it doesn't even matter. He just hits 18. Like I'm just Clark. not sure. From what I'm hearing about the course, I'm just not sure that this is that week. It's like, it, it almost seems, and his chipping was actually not that bad at the Masters, but his iron play and putting has kind of let him down a little bit recently. If he's, he just can't put himself out of it. And I'm I'm trying to pick people who won't, other than Colin Morikawa, I'm trying to pick people who won't just completely pop themselves out of it, right? All right. So real quick here, the other guys, anybody interest you out of Burns, Clark, Connors, Finau, Im? We'll leave it there. Yeah, I think Finau is worth chatting about really quick. Uh, won his last time out and uh, has a he good the major Wells. history. Oh, did he, he play the Wells? Well. Yeah, yeah, but still, won at Mexico in the last month. Didn't play great at Wells. Um, I I don't see him winning. I think he's we like a resort on course. Yeah, resort course hero. Yeah, Tony. I'm gonna Finau stick with that narrative. Only wins. Yeah, exactly. But I would he's love. I would love to see him win a major. I really would. He's such such a good guy. Yeah. Uh, Sung JM won in uh the on the PGA Tour Korea last week. He flew out to Korea and won. Seriously. God, he is an animal, man. He just yeah. plays and plays. Good for Sung Jae. I actually, uh, I top ten, not a winner. I like Sung Jae. I feel about Sung Jae. I like, I, I like him a lot. He hits hits it so straight. His short game's good. Um, He's creative. Yeah, agreed. Um. I think probably well. Corey Connors, Corey Connors will and Wyndham Clark will both probably wait rate out pretty well. I I'm not gonna back Clark because I, I just don't know how he can react to that win and I don't I don't see the ceiling for him in this group. And Corey Connors probably just can't chip enough or putt enough for me to go to him. Right. I there's something look, I'm not backing him. You know what? I'll back him a little bit. There's something intriguing to me about Clark's ceiling and the way he's playing. Totally. And it it is his good golf is is up there with the guys. And I hate to back guys off a win. That's my only thing. And that's what will probably ultimately keep me away. But I'm very intrigued by his game this week. Um, yeah, this is, this is a fascinating group. And Jacob, I, I think the winner comes from this group. Yeah, I, I think that that I mean, if it doesn't, if it's not Scheffler or Rom up there, then this is probably the deepest group that we have. This is a first-time major and a breakthrough win for a guy that has made a name for himself thus far. Great. Okay, I'm taking Cam Young. Who do you have? Xander. Great. All right. So the next the next groups are we're not going to have that much to say. Here we're we're not really picking any of these guys to win from here on out. Oh, just wait but, till the till the second to last category. Ouch. Yeah, this is. I mean, I don't even know what we're going to do with that one. But th- 
these categories are a little more fun. This one is the DP World Tour and Asian Tour players. We start out with Adri Arnau, Ryan Fox, Lucas Herbert, our boy, Kazuki Higa, the Japan Order of Merit winner in 2022. He missed cut at his last two majors. Rikuya Hoshino, seven wins all in Japan. This is his eighth major, third straight PGA, has not made a cut. Rasmus and Nikolai, and Nikolai Hoygaard, our boy Nikolai. I don't know. Let's I go. See it. Yannick Paul from the DP World Tour. He's, as of now, a member of the Ryder Cup team. Adrian Moronk, one of our greatest players. We love Adrian. I'm, I'm going to highly consider him here. Good friend of the show. Tristan Lawrence, last year's DP World Tour Rookie of the Year. Played pretty well at St. Andrews, South African. This is his first PGA Championship. Bobby McIntyre, the pride of Scotland, uh, has slipped in the world rankings. I I don't have anything from him here. His game's in the gutter. David McAluzzi. I probably butchered that. But the 26-year-old Australian was the Australasian Tour Order of Merit winner last year. Good for him. He made the cut in Dallas last week in his PGA Tour debut. This is his first major championship. Next up, Saddam Kanjana. I don't think that was that bad. 118th in the world, nine pro wins in Asia. He actually played on Live a bit last year. He tied 11th at St. Andrews. This was the only thing that I could see that remotely maybe got him into this championship. I don't even know why. Congrats. Congrats to him. <clears throat> yeah, not for me. Good exposure. Adrian Otegi, a winner on the PGA on the DP World Tour. This is his second PGA. One of the best uh Euro Tour guys out there, Victor Perez is in the field. I think he's Match probably play up, up up for consideration here. Callum Shinkwin, the Englishman, uh is joined by his fellow Englishman, Jordan Smith. And rounding up this field, Aki Stridham, the South African, won twice on the DP World Tour this season. He is in his first major. Patches, who do you like from this category? I just want to say that that was that was even better than your course performance. <laughs> okay, and, shout out, shout out me, shout out Jacob. He's on his game today. Uh, that that was incredible. You know who I'm taking? I'm taking our boy Nikolai. Love it. I'll take Moronk then. Okay, fine. See our two our two Euro guys that we talked about. Sorry, Herbie. We're, we're <laughs> actually we're a, a joint. I do joint like commemorative pick. I like Herbie. Um, I know. I know. I know. We'll be rooting for. I don't him. really want to. I don't want to talk about this group anymore. But Ryan Fox hits the piss out of the ball. Yeah, his yeah, yeah. He's he's played well at the Masters too. Yeah, he's he's pretty cool. So um, that's all I have on that. Uh, Watch out for those guys. Everyone else doesn't stand a chance. Okay, you want to fire off these guys. I think this is kind of an interesting category. Half of them are completely irrelevant, but um, yeah, right. So yeah, we'll see. I tried to group the people who are very irrelevant for the most part, and other people who really just didn't fit into some of the other categories. In this, we're going to call this the played the 2013 PGA field, which was that for okay. starters, which was at Oak Hill, right? 
For starters, Luke Donald. He missed the cut in 2013. Tons of worldwide golf this year for the European Ryder Cup captain with very little success. Billy Horschel missed cut in 2013. Not a very good year for him on the PGA Tour. No, he's down. Zach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't like we don't like Billy Ho this week, but I guess crazier things have happened. Find me someone who does. The two-time major winner, Zach Johnson, tied eight in 2013 for the U.S. Ryder Cup captain. Matt Kuchar tied 22 in 13. He's been playing really good golf for a couple months now, riding a hot putter up until last week in Dallas. Still somehow has a really, really world-class short game and above-average irons. Probably the overwhelming favorite in this group, Ricky Fowler. Tied 19 and 13. He's not just a fan favorite. He's been playing good golf. Chris Kirk. He made the cut in 2013, but finished tied 57. He was the winner earlier this year in the at the Honda. Okay, the 2018 Open champion, Francesco Molinari, tied 33 and 13, playing better, but not good lately. Better is, Alex, better yeah. is something, because the, the bad was bad. It's not as bad as it was. Alex Noren missed cut in 2013. Pablo Larathabal, who we talked Let's about go. winning in Korea a few weeks ago. Um, former live guy. Former live guy. Uh, he also missed the cut in 2013. Thunderbear Bear Olsen. Thorby. We love Thorby. Uh, Welcome I back to the pod. Have, I know, I know. We we missed him. The the OG Thorby. Tied 40 in 2013. I genuinely have no idea how well he's playing. Webb Simpson. Certainly didn't do well at the Zurich. <laughs> yeah, he did okay. Uh, tied 25 in 2013. I don't have much to say here. He's going on my missed cut category. As are these next three. Scott Stallings tied 55th in 2013. How is Scott Stallings in the field in 2013? That is crazy. I I I I don't know. I guess when he's did he win the farmers? Probably around then, right? Good man. Yeah. Jimmy Walker, the former PGA champion, gets in on a couple categories here, I bet. Missed cut in 2013. Rounding this category up, Danny Willett, the Masters champ, a tied 40 a decade ago. All right. Thanks for that. I mean, we got to pick somebody. Can't it's, wait for you to do that. I know. Professionals. Yeah. <laughs> I got nothing to say about them. All right. Um, Look, uh, you, 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 I got first pick? Or are yeah. we doing Snake? No, you get you get first pick now. Now we just alternate. I don't care. All right. Um, I almost feel like guilty for, for wanting to pick Rick. No, just take him. I'll take Kuchar. Right, give me, give me Rick. You'll take Kuchar. Who would you have yeah. picked if it wasn't for those two? I would uh, give me Thorby. Probably Chris Kirk. Oh, Thorby. <laughs> I I don't I don't know. I... Yeah. Norin. <laughs> don't pick Norin. God. Okay. All right. Um. So now we get in to the live golfers. 
that we haven't talked about thus far. So not necessarily the favorites. We're looking at Abe Anser, Dean Burmester, Paul Casey, Taylor Gooch, C1 Kim. How how in the hell did he qualify? I, I have literally no idea. He's the worst what player on, on the Live Tour. He was the guy that was plus 1,400 in the easiest tournament in the world. Oh, my God. All right. Anurbarn Lahiri, Wako Neiman, Mito Pereira, 2022 PGA Championship winner. Thomas Peters. <laughs> Ruthless. <laughs> Sorry, Mito. Brendan Steele and HV3. Um, let's let's do this. How do you think Liv fares in this major? Not as good as the Masters. I agree. I just don't see it. I don't see it going the same way, especially because the people at the top were like Pat Reed, Brooks Kepka, Phil Mickelson, who are known like course for horses at Augusta. Um, I I actually think Reed and Mickelson will probably both fare very poorly, and I think like that this will be more of like the cream, like the DJ Kepka, maybe Cam Smith, and then everyone else. I could see some of these guys making the cut and you know top twentying like Nemo, Neiman, Mito, yep. right, right. Uh, even I guess who knows, but Paul Casey maybe. Um. Gooch, I guess maybe he could, but I don't. I don't know. I don't see much here. HV three, maybe. Yeah, it, it's it's just kind of like you're reaching for long shots, like you are anything else. I think right. that I think that we'll see very few in contention. I think that it will largely be unsuccessful, um, and that's really a byproduct of what happened at Augusta and it being so good for so many of them this is just a different test and i i said it before augusta is an anomaly it it is one of the most unique golf tournaments in the schedule i mean it's the masters but it's it has this place where it's why like tiger will always go back there and feel that he has a chance to win because there's this familiarity aspect with it with guys that have performed well there before that just doesn't exist even in your normal pga tour tracks so I don't know if they'll be very happy with their success um, within this group. Kind of the guys we talked about that can pop, you know, Neiman is a great player. Abe answer hits the ball straight. Don't love any of their chances, but uh, who are you going with? Um, I have an idea of who I'm going to pick, but I don't know. I'm not going to go with Mito. I don't love Taylor Gooch. I just think he he's going to make probably more birdies than the average person, but I don't think his wins Mickey game Mouse necessarily courses. suits here. Yeah. I don't know much about Burmeester. Um yeah, that that that's probably all I got in this category. Who who are you going to take? You have the pick no, or Oh yeah, you. I, took, oh, no, it's I me. took. Sorry. I took Fowler. You. You can choose first. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, give me Neiman. I'm gonna take answer. Okay. Let's move on. Three to All go. Right. This is this. Yeah, we're getting there. This category is the players over 50 years old. Um, I guess like a hybrid take on the past champions, really for for mostly this. Steven Alker, two out of six career majors made cuts. 
senior PGA champion last year. This is his Friend first of the pod. PGA championship appearance. Friend of the pod, Stephen Alker. We talked about his great story winning in Houston a few months after his caddy passed away. Um, I I don't have much hope for him here, but I'm rooting for him. Likewise. Paddy Harrington, last Ryder Cup captain and 2008 PGA champion. He tied Why wasn't fourth. he in the major winner's conversation? <laughs> yeah, he yeah. could have been. He could have been, like I said. Tied fourth in 2021 at Kiowa in the PGA Championship. Probably the best player here. And Phil, he was, yeah, he hits it. He hits it far. Yeah, he still has some game for sure. Speaking of people who may or may not still have game, the runner-up at the Masters, Phil Mickelson, won the PGA at similar long shot odds to this week. Gross. I don't love it at all. I actually really don't like Phil, so this one's easy for me. No. Well, you're going to make me pick him because you have this pick. I might, unless you want to take one of these other two people. The 2003 winner who we touched on at the beginning of the pod, Sean McKeel, his shot on the 72nd is considered one of the most memorable shots in tournament history. And the only person to ever take down Tiger Woods with a 54-hole lead. The Tiger Killer. The Tiger Killer, Y.E. Yang. I believe he's the first Asian to win a major championship. I remember that. Um. That was that was that was devastating. And I'll give a shout out to John Daly who pulled out earlier today. Yeah, and other past champions who pulled out: Duffner, Martin Keimer, VJ Singh, and I think there was one other one that I can't remember. All of those guys are so out. I though. assume you're taking Harrington here, and that leaves me with uh, you know what? I'll go Alker just because I have no interest in taking Phil. That's, yeah, okay. I and I if think Alker is probably a better option than McKeel and Y Yang because he plays golf. I, yeah, I guess I Yang right. plays on the. Yeah, I'll take Alker. I have yeah. no idea how Y Yang plays on the whatever tour he's on. The champions. This one's all you, Tiger buddy. Killer. Oh my god! All right, <laughs> just just list just list them off, and and we'll pick somebody. There's no I, I am not I'm not even going to do that to the listeners. This is everybody that we haven't mentioned that's on the tour. And this would usually be reserved for our long shot segment in Pensacola. Yeah. But uh, yeah, since we're not exactly. doing that, uh, I have the exact guy that I want here. And because you got the pick, I'll let you do it or uh, I'll 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 take it and you can go second. My long yep. shot this week is somebody that we've talked about a lot. Keith Mitchell. Obviously, he's had his success down south on Bermuda, but he has a couple of qualities that I like. He has been playing okay, uh, put together some good results this year, hits the crap out of the ball. I think he's three or four in driving distance this year. Best driver on tour. Yeah, so there you go. The, the pop potential for a long shot for me is there, and Keith's my guy in this category. Yeah, I'm going to take uh, Gary Woodland, past major champion, Stop uh, it. Played well. Addiction. Played well. Played <laughs> This is am, three times in five actually, episodes that Jacob has brought up Gary Woodland. Gary Woodland, yeah, well, when he finishes really well here, 
and obviously does not put himself to a missed cut, then I he will should be... have been in the major champions. This is cheating. You could have picked him. You would first pick. I didn't. Even uh, yeah, he he does not. He's not quite as good as the rest of those major champions. Fair <laughs> he enough. Fit, he fits more along the lines of Emiliano Grillo, but I'm going to take him because his ball striking has been good lately, and I'm just hoping that he doesn't really stink at putting for a couple days this week. I like Gary. I think it's great pick with great rationale. So kudos to you, Jacob. Only shout out me that again. I have... Yeah, shout out Jacob. I have one more guy written down that I know you'll love because you love this guy. Um, we haven't mentioned <laughs> him yet. It's going to be the Canadian Taylor Pendrith. Oh, why not? Pendy. Why not? Mito was 300 to one last year. Pendy's 350 to one. He's got the, he's got the pop potential. Probably will miss the cut. I don't know if he has a short game, but somebody that hits it like that, man, it's just always going to intrigue me. Yeah, I mean, I don't love it at all, but <laughs> How it's, can you? I suppose, I suppose it could. I, I'm not sure I have anyone else that I, I want to talk about. If, if I had to go down here again, I'd probably go to Taylor Moore, who's been playing really, really well, played well in the Augusta earlier. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know how he's going to fare necessarily on, on a tough course like this, but we'll see. Okay. So. Let's just let's just not with this category. We're we'll gonna give them the their airtime. We'll give them their airtime. You know what? Run through them. Run through them and run through any notes that you have. Alex Beach, I have my Michael pick. Buck, Matt Cahill, Anthony Cordes, Jesse Dromer, Dramer, Chris French, Russell Grove, Steve Holmes, Colin Inglis, Ben Kern, JJ Colleen, Greg Koch, Kenny Pigman, Gabe Reynolds, Chris Sanger, Braden Shattuck, Josh Spate, John Somers, Jeremy Wells, and Wyatt Worthington the second. Not Junior. Atta boy. Who are you taking? Who's your PGA tour professional? Well, I have one note on one guy, so I'm gonna take him. He JJ Colleen last week, didn't he? Missed the cut in Dallas last week. Uh this is his first major, but he was on the PGA tour in twenty twelve. Okay, my guy's Jeremy Wells. I found an article about him online. Jeremy Shit. Wells, Fort Myers golf instructor, competing in the PGA Championship. That's, That's the it. article. That's yep. it. He you said, I've have... absolutely dreamed of playing in a major my whole life. Me too, Jeremy. Hope you yeah, do well me this too. week. Good, good for him. <laughs> nice. Good all right. Jeremy. Good luck to all well, of these guys. That... Yeah, that, that was our PGA Championship preview. Um, we hope you like the format. We're, we're obviously open to feedback. Pretty much what we're going to do is probably just run down finishing position. We'll tally up finishing position at the end of this. Miss cut, we'll give it, I don't know, say 100 or something like that. We'll call it 100th place. And we will see who pulls it out. We can do individually who wins and then maybe even end of the year who wins total. Something like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah, because we're, we're geniuses. We love competing against each other. I hope all your guys are horrible except Cam Young because I really want him to win. Yeah, but he's going to. One more thing without further ado, Jacob and I are going to introduce the season-long major competition between the two of us so all the lovely listeners can follow along. How this is going to work is Jacob and I are going to get four golfers each. 
We're going to go in a snake draft format. He is going to get the first pick because he gave me the first pick in the last one. And that's the only thing that seems fair. Here are the rules. If you get a winner, you get 20 points. And if you get a top five, top 10, and top 20, you get five, three, and one points. So you'll all forget that. Whatever. We'll keep track of it. That's all that matters. You get the points for the players that you pick throughout the rest of the year for the majors, but with the caveat that if one of them misses the cut at any point, they are eliminated from getting you any points at the other majors that year. So if Jacob picks four guys this week and one of them misses the cut and then wins, Max Homa misses the cut, then wins in LA, he doesn't get any of those points because they are, in effect, dead from Jacob's total. The other caveat is that your group can only have two majors total. And I did this intentionally to keep any team from having Scotty and Rom on it. Scotty so, only has one major. Well, right. But you can't have Scotty and Rom because that would equal three. You just you can, so you what? can have two. So, so, so Rory's ineligible. Rory? Nope. Shit. Which, which we're just going to do because who wants to reform anyway? Fair enough. But when he wins, like I called earlier, whatever. So we're going to do this for fun. We'll keep updates going. These are our four guys, and there are four dogs for the rest of the year. I put a lot of time and effort, maybe five minutes before the pod, into my big board. But you get the first pick of the draft. So who are you taking, Jacob? Oh, my goodness. I get the first pick? You get the first pick. Scotty. Okay, I'm taking Rombo and Xander. Oh my goodness. Cam Young. How how I mean you had to, right? I had so to do it. Jacob Jacob can still pick one more major. Yes. And I can't. Um I, I'm oh yeah, you get another one. I get another one, yeah. You do. Jason Day. Wow. That's that's an interesting one. I'll go Homa. And then I have one more. You got your two majors. Yeah. Run it up. Last one. So I, I yeah, I'm out of majors. I'll go Homa. And this one is purely a volume play. Sung JM. All right. Collect those T tens. Oh I got Rom, Xander, Homa, Sung J. Rom, Xander, Homa, Sung, Sung Jay. That's my dream team. I have Scheffler, Young, Day, and there's a lot of guys I could pick now. Yep. I mean, I think there's one. There's one that I kind of regret not playing. There's a there's a glaring one that you probably should have picked over Sung Jay. Yep, 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 yep. But I, I didn't want to. Maybe two. Maybe two. I know. <laughs> Me neither. You, you don't <laughs> that's want why I'm to. Deli- that's why I'm deliberating right now. Um, You know who's... Did I miss him? Hold on. Really quick before we go on. I missed somebody in this field that we didn't talk about. Did you really? Who? Tommy, Fleet- Tommy Fleetwood. Do you like him? <laughs> I, I like him for not this major. I like him in Liverpool. Yeah, he's going to be great at um, Liverpool. We could talk well, about him at Liverpool. Really matter that much. <laughs> I miss Tommy right Fleetwood. I thought you missed like a top 10 player in the world. No, someone worth talking about, obviously, who has a great chance and great winning track record. 
Uh, okay, I'm not going to take too much time. Hatton. Wow, I love it. So we both left Cantlay out there, huh? Yeah, fuck him. Love it. Love it. All right, so the only thing I forgot to mention, and this is subject to change, but because the bet hasn't started, we get to agree to it now. So we're going to agree to some loose terms. I know we floated some ideas out. Jacob, I think the loser has to go to a golf tournament next year within reason and spend two days doing the following. The first day is following a no-name golfer of the other podcast partner's choice and shot tracking their entire round. I'm talking detailed notes, best guess for clubs. I want you to go, like you said, Siwon Kim, go tell me what he's hitting on every hole and and give it to me better than the PGA Tour app does. The second was your idea. I love this. One spot can't move. I guess, I mean, you know, if you get thirsty, hungry, you got to stay in that one spot. No, 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 no. You got it. Bathroom is the only one. Bathroom. Okay. Other people, other people got to bring food to you if you want it. I'm not waiting online. Waiting online is not, you're not. That's fair enough. All right. Two days shot tracking somebody and one not moving. I love it. Loser does it. And honestly, if, if you lose, there's a good chance I come watch just to see you do it. Right. I won't be doing the shot tracking. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You'll be off enjoying actual golf. Yeah, right. I so, really um, do not want to shot track C1 Kim at a live event. That would be miserable. Oh my God. That would be just incredible. Maybe put a Monahan shirt on. Yeah. That's um that's that could be another idea. Well, why don't we throw that one out there, right? We'll throw that one into the mix. If people like this one, go to a live event wearing a PGA Tour or Jay Monahan shirt. The people are going to love that one. I don't. I, it might not be great content, but it could be. We could get thrown out immediately. out immediately. We could get thrown out immediately. We could get heckled a lot, and it could be fun, or nothing could happen. All right. Well, this was awesome. I'm looking forward. We will keep a running tally as we go to it. I am so excited for this week. Anything else on the PGA Championship before I uh, give us one last close here? I'm just very excited. That's all I got. Yeah, I'm soaked. And I haven't talked to you about this, but I think we may be recording a little bit down the stretch Sunday if schedules align. Yeah, hopefully. So hopefully we have some guys in in the mix and looking forward to that. Finally, last but not least, certainly not least, I can't leave here without mentioning that last week we debuted the segment keeping up with Kiradak and he immediately came back from injury, came back from a miscut to deliver a T15 on the DP world tour was posting about it on IG all week long. So excited to be playing. Well, Kiradak, we wish you were at Oak Hill where he Played finished m- tied 25th in 2013, by the way, a true Life's people's champion. Win. Kiradex on tour and playing well. He's got the tie spinner dialed in, and boy, are we excited for the next time we do that segment. Can't wait. Keep it up, Kiradex. All right. Follow us on everything. Hope you enjoy the world's best PGA 
championship preview. For Jacob, I'm Patrick. Enjoy the golf this weekend. See you next week. Thank you.